Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Guild Mateys, your favorite podcast, where uh, our most noble character gets day drunk <laughs> with a 17-year-old. <clears throat> to be last fair, he, off, did uh, our... <laughs> he did refuse. He did refuse. He stood up for his principles. I'm the only one that got chewed out for that. <laughs> Right, so. uh, that that is true. Uh, and good old Enrique Iglesias, who who was wondering the entire time, by the way, like, why do they sell ales with the what whales and ales? What in the world? It's almost um, like that shop was designed around the rhyme of the name, as opposed to like an actual functioning shop. It's like in order of like that, uh, operations, it came. <laughs> it was name first, and then they're like, "What do we sell?" Well, our name is Whale and Ale, so. Uh, that, that that would make sense. So, <clears throat> Sinead, you are captain of the ship. You are uh, have officially casted off. Now, here's the question. You are west of uh, the main continent of Thea, out in the middle of the open ocean. Um, you are about on the same latitude as the... Uh, probably the middle of Montaigne. So... You can go back to Montaigne on your way up to Avalon. Uh, if you want to stop by and see what's transpired there since you were last there. You can go straight to Avalon um, as you guys are planning. You can stop by uh, stop by your, your old homeland where Sinead is from. Vanishmore. You can go straight to the Whale. It is up to you. Uh, where would you like to go of your many options? Um, I'm gonna go find Q. Talk to them about it. Uh, uh, Q, you find uh, Sinead wandering around the ship looking for you. Hmm? Was that an Amelia hmm or a Q hmm? Oh, that was a Q hmm. (laughs) Alright, so... (laughs) Um, so... We, I've been... Uh, notified by our navigator, so we are about uh, equally latitudinal, longitudinal, latitudinal, La- <laughs> uh, latitudinal with uh, your your home country. And I know that was something that you were thinking about going back to. But if we were to go back there, I have to warn you that it might not be the most sightly thing. <laughs> yes, I had uh, kind of put that together. Uh, I don't want to delay our journey at all, but seeing as Muge is 
on the south side of the channel that separates Montaigne and Avalon, I uh, would very much like to stop by and see if my family is dead or not. I think I can have that arranged uh, somewhat in a timely manner, so I, I leave it up to you. If that's what you want to do, then we can I can make it happen. It is, and I appreciate that. All right. Off to Montaigne, then. All right. Aye, aye, Captain. Sinead, you give the order to sail the ship to the to Q's homeland of Montaigne. However, uh, when you give the order, the crew starts mumbling amongst themselves, being, you know, like, Yar, there's a, a, a whale in Montaigne now. Well, it's, I thought we were trying to save the world. And, no, and no, they, they're all no- kind of being like, there's no whale in Mon- Montaigne. We're just taking a quick pit stop because there is something important in Montaigne that we need to see to. Um, you're looking at a group of pirates who all have like, like Labuka t-shirts and like <laughs> <laughs> that Mar- sort Jimmy, of like Jimmy Buffett's merch. Margaritaville <laughs> souvenir tankard. I went to Labuka and all I got was this t-shirt, <laughs> fanny packs. It's like when you go to Oktoberfest and you get a commemorative tankard. <laughs> and the Stein, of course. Yeah, it's Stein. Stein. Exactly. Um, Stein. The, the name of the only, the only Eisen crewmate. <laughs> Sir Stein himself. You're looking at this group of crewmates who are all decked out in their tourist gear, uh, as you've described. And uh, they say <clears throat> in their... And the Avalonian that they picked up on, there were many months on the ship. But did, did pit stop? What didn't we just take a pit stop? Yar. Well, yes, but this is not a vacation. This will not be a uh, a pit stop for play. This will be a pit stop for uh, business, I guess. What kind of business? Yar. Uh, family business that I'm not at liberty to speak about and that you shouldn't worry about because i don't want you asking first about it (laughs) chinzo steps forward and says yeah the only montane and what wait he's wait wrong accent chinzo steps forward and says the only a montane that we have on the ship is q is it not like, you want to know why we're going to Montaigne? Because the last time we went to Montaigne, it was the first place that we came after, like, the whole situation. We left it, and it was burning down. We want to see how much is burned, because we are very much uh, interested in saving the world, and that sort of requires, like, a um, government to exist of some kind. Like to know if, if the country's burning, maybe we could put it out. Maybe we could add fuel to the fire. We don't really know. But um, you all are still like getting paid to do sailing things. So like, it, uh, it's like if anyone has a problem, you're welcome to talk to me about it. That is a good point. Uh, what does uh, Sir Arthur have to say about this? Has anybody seen him all day? I thought he was taking a nap. Yeah, he's taking a personal day. You don't really need to worry about him right now. Not everyone can handle Labuka. I think at some point, Arthur <laughs> drunkenly climbed up to the crow's nest and he's mm. been napping up there. 
<laughs> if, if you if you feel like asking him about it, he's 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 up there. Honestly, you can, you it can... is better to let sleeping nights lie. <laughs> um, Chinzo is canonically afraid of heights, so he's gonna he's gonna leave that one out. Um, all right, so we are going to sail toward Montaigne, which means we're gonna go back to uh, <laughs> the <laughs> random encounter to see what these few weeks bring to us. Um, <clears throat> Sinead, as the captain of the ship, please roll me um, sailing plus panache. No, let's go with let's go with resolve on this one. Um, one of these days we'll lose often. panache. Um, um, so we're going to do resolve plus, uh, plus sailing. Um, of course you can always use banked raises, including the banked sailing raises. I occasionally I award you plenty. for being a captain. I have plenty of banked sailing raises saved up just for an occasion like this. But so we'll see since you that. are in the hub of all piracy and all of the ocean, there's going to be quite a few pirate ships around and even worse, quite a few, uh, national privateers trying to hunt down pirates um, so there's going to be a lot of possible ship encounters and in order to avoid any ship encounter at all, you'll need to spend at least, uh, s- at least seven raises, uh, one, uh, each raise below that is a slightly more difficult ship to run into. Um, if you spend zero raises, you run into the, uh, the flagship of the Castilian Armada. Okay. Um I rolled 4. Um and I will use 1. Okay. I feel like I'm going to need to save some up for the whale. So I'm only going to use 1. <laughs> uh yes, role playing game strategy. <clears throat> so, uh you uh you run across a a level 1 <laughs> Another level one pirate uh, ship. ship. Of, of pirate <laughs> ships. This one's not Montanian, despite the fact that, uh, you know, you're near Montaigne. Um, it does not have a Montaigne flag, and from your pirate spy scope, whatever it's called, spy scope? Spyglass? Spyglass. Uh, it doesn't look like there are any Montaigne on board. Instead, you see a hodgepodge of what looks to be just random people you probably ran into during your escapades in your first night on uh, Labuka. And they are not really a crew as much as a bunch of people running around on a ship. Uh, the flag is stitched together with um, yarn and, I guess, whatever the 1700 uh, equivalent of duct tape is. And it looks like there's a hole in the side of the ship. So these are like the um, leftovers, like the leftover pirates from all the other crews that landed that just got like left behind, and they're like, "Oh are, shit!" This is like the, I guess we'll all go together. This is the <laughs> ship of um all of the the applicants that got rejected from the other pirate <laughs> ships. Uh, exactly what they are. So um, I did not mean to open up. Okay, go. Um, so the name of the ship on the side. Uh, painted is the uh, A La Boca Rejects. Um. <laughs> I like that they're like a sports team. Who are they competing with? Like, is there like a, is there like a pirate like Olympics we don't know about around La Boca? They're competing there, with us, there, dude. There is there is now Rob because you said that. 
they raise uh they raise the flag um this one's not a white flag this is a flag that they're getting ready to attack shoot board the whole nine yards wait what emoji is that um don't pirates use emojis for that sort of thing now isn't that what we established they do use emojis <laughs> yeah it, it's a so the funny thing it's meant to be like a, a crossed sword the crossed swords emoji mm-hmm. but instead he uh accidentally puts up like the laughing crying face on the on the flag Ew. it's fitting it could mean anything in this context <laughs> um as the ship nears you uh Sinead, uh also arthur are you passed out or can you see uh, I think Arthur is like now. It's been it's been some time since he he crawled up there. Um, I think he slept for a few hours. I think he's awake now. Now that we're close to a ship. All right. Um. So do you call out the ship? Uh, I don't think he was the first one to see it. I think he woke up when other people were like, <laughs> "There's a ship right there." Oh no, there's another ship. Arthur's like, "What? Another ship?" Who's in the crow's <laughs> nest? <laughs> Why didn't anybody warn us? There's just a us? pirate who's just like standing right next to you, who has been looking out, and who yells "ship," and like that's what wakes you up. <laughs> Sinead, as captain, you are entirely aware of the events the three of you just described. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, are they like doing anything? Are they just sailing towards us? Like, what's the deal? Yeah, they're just kind of standing toward, sa- sailing towards you menacingly. Um, okay, we will continue. Um, mm, okay. Uh, I go over to, uh, whoever's manning the cannons, and I say, um, fire just a a little warning shot. A blank. Uh, you are surprised to find that the person manning the cannons is none other than Giuseppe, who looks at you, stands up straight. (laughs) This ship's gonna explode. (laughs) (laughs) I watch him very carefully. He stands up straight. <laughs> he says, I captain. And he fires a warning shot that sails beautifully over the bow of the makeshift pirate ship. Okay, good. Good job. Um, a warning shot flies over the bow of the Lady Morgan as well. Oh. Okay, we've all been warned. They're, they're, are they playing chicken with me? Because I won't be having any of that. Um, what do you do after a warning shot, though? I don't even, I don't even know. Um, <laughs> are, are That's Hannah saying pirate. that, not Sinead. Sinead would know what to do. I just don't. Yeah, I mean, if, they're, if they have pirate flags up and we also have a pirate flag up and we both fired a warning shot, either we give each other a wide berth or we attack. And they're beelining for us, so... Yeah, which yeah. makes me wonder why they, they fired a warning shot to beeline toward us instead of just, like, <laughs> shooting us. They're not exactly experts. Uh, yeah, I yeah. guess not. Well, let's learn them a thing or two. I'll steal some more fucking fuses. I'll do it. Oh I'll get God, on there. Oh, my God, do that again. And, like, We're still you're drunk, fail this time, though. So that, no, I think Arthur's that, I think better Arth- when he's drunk. That, I think that's what Arthur's thinking, like, kind of... He's, st- he's definitely still drunk, but he's, like... I can just fucking steal the fuses again, right? I can just do that. And he's like looking all the way down the crow's nest. He's like, I can't make that jump. No, 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 no. I can't. He's like, I don't, I don't think I can get down from here right now. I think this is, a, this is an issue. Getting down is a bit harder than getting up. Um, First um, what can, what can Arthur see from his vantage point on the other ship? 
Um, you can see that the whole group, there's like uh, everybody on deck, which is about 11 people or so. Um, you can see there, it, it's got two masts. It's about, I'd say, uh, two thirds the size of Lady Morgan, if it were all in complete repair, but it's missing enough wood to where it's a little under half the size. Um, you can see about four cannons on each side. Hmm. Is there anybody that looks kind of like a captain? Uh, there is. So there's only one person. So usually in uh, the Seven C universe, by my own creation, the person with the biggest hat is the captain. As uh, there's only one person with any with any kind of hat, and it it really looks like it's it's not actually a hat. It's just a uh, like a piece of a cloak with like something stiff underneath it to make it look like a hat. Janet, I feel like that hat is like worse than like not wearing a hat at all, you know? Yeah, it's it's certainly worse than mine. I'll say that. Uh yeah. mine's totally better than Yeah, no, yours looks theirs. great. It, it, it complements your like Yes, it it stature. fits my head very well. It yeah, looks it's great. great yeah. on me. Um very handsome. That's, that's just Chinzo, sad. Chinzo uh, is is walking by and he he's trying to help Giuseppe reload the cannon and uh, he says, "Does anybody else realize they're talking about fashion choices when we're about to go into a battle?" Oh, what like would you it... rather me talk about? What do you think I'm qualified to talk about in a battle? That's true, and also uh, they don't seem Chinzo to pose such come... a big threat to us. Like, I'm not worried. Uh, Chinzo doesn't respond. <laughs> he just keeps <laughs> reloading the cannon. Um, <clears throat> so what's uh, what's the plan? They're they're getting closer and closer, Captain. Uh, well, Chinzo, since you have uh the audacity to question my authority, why don't you fire the first shot, big man? Uh, he says, <clears throat> "Shouldn't we wait until they shoot us first? Well, they fired a warning shot back at us, so I will... Then uh, they're still coming, so I, I, uh, I'm I, tired of their attitude. So let's put them in their place. Hard to agree. Aye, Captain! So then, uh... The, Jinzo's feeling real bossy uh, today. Yeah. yeah. Like, sure we, don't pay you to pay. <laughs> we don't pay you to question our authority. <laughs> Arthur's up there like, do I, smell, do I smell treason? Is that treason that I smell? <laughs> Sobers up immediately. <laughs> it was like cocaine to Arthur. There's something going on. Is that disloyalty? <laughs> Somebody was talking shit about an authority figure that I support, and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, uh, your your Arthurian night senses were tingling. <laughs> um. So, uh, Chenzo takes the cannon. He aims it. Um. Right before he fires, Giuseppo says. Captain, should I ask the rest of the crew to man the cannons, or are we just going to let Chinzo take this by himself? No, that's a good idea. Go do it, Giuseppo. Good good thinking. Aye, Captain! And uh, Giuseppo runs off and um, goes to the other side of the ship to manage your other cannons on the other side. I know we've never established how many the Lady Morgan has. I've pictured six on each side this whole time. So yeah, that sounds probably that's right. That's fine. I, the ship sick. size okay. is just kind of like in a in a it's liminal. <laughs> it doesn't really exist. It's the, uh, the ship size is however lo- bigger. It's like Loriana's ability to see. It's whatever he wanted to be for plot reasons. <laughs> much um, much like in the classic Star Trek show, 
the Lady Morgan exists just as a series of set pieces that would create ad hoc. <laughs> yeah. There is no, like, <laughs> whole ship that you could see if you were, like, you know, on yeah. a plane above our story. It would just be a lot of different <laughs> sets. <laughs> yeah, if if somebody were to like draw out every like every setting or room we've talked about in Lady Morgan, it'd be the size of like the Death Star. Like it's just honestly, like, we have so many. If anybody wants to draw us a for a floor plan of our ship, so we can like better navigate it, please do. Yeah. If, yeah. if anybody just on their own volition wants to add some rationality to the architecture, everyone has room. their own room. There's like no like bunk rooms. Like it's a uh, it's a huge ship, but like not because that would be too OP. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's uh that's it doesn't make a ton of sense. Anyway, um Shinzo <laughs> fires the first shot, and I actually have to, to roll to see if he uh uh makes that and this will be fun. Uh Sinead, what are you going to assign uh Arthur and Q to be doing during the battle? Um Q, you stand by in case they start yelling things at us. And Arthur, are you fine? Are you? I oh, I guess I'm calling up to him. Arthur, are you? Are you fine? Do you need to sit down? Are what? Are, what's up? How are you? So from your vantage point, you just see Arthur and his like long hair that's like kind of sweaty, just like flop down over the crow's nests, and you just uh, and he shouts down at you. All good up here. I can shoot them if you need me to. Uh, if you find, if you th- think you can do something helpful with that, then then maybe. But if if not, don't just be doing it willy nilly. Aye aye. <laughs> and he's head so the other side. The crow's nest you can't see that. <laughs> From your vantage point, uh, Arthur, you can see all um, all eleven crewmates on the ship. You do, with your bow, have a good uh, sight to all of them. However, since you are wasted, um, you're going to have to subtract one die from every uh, from every roll that you take to, to aim. Okay. Um, also, Chinzo absolutely got demolished on this one. Uh, he rolled a one, a three, a three, a three, and a seven. So he rolled one race. Oh so um, it... The, the it just the cannonball just like sails. In fact, they think it's another warning shot, like a, a zero, and he would have like blown up the cannon. But at least that didn't happen. But they think it's a warning shot. Um, the captain calls out. Uh, he's got a very heavy uh, Avalonian uh, accent. Um, he's not flying an Avalonian flag as a privateer, though. It's just his birth country, and he says, "Hello, was that another warning shot? Was it?" Uh, I turn back to the other side, to all the other cannons, and say, all right, hold, 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 hold your fire. Uh, yeah, yes, it it was another warning shot, because you got quite some balls to be coming up on us like this, a bigger shot, a bigger ship. Funny you should mention that. I lost them in the game poker not too long ago. Ain't got a single ball on me. Uh... Okay, uh, what are you doing? Can you stop? Arthur, Arthur, like, looked visibly confused. Like, he didn't hear all of that. Like, he lost his, you know, poke it. Oi, Captain, what's going on down there? Shut up! Shut up! I'm dealing with it! (laughs) Well, the plan is, uh, you've got a pretty good ship. Um, what was it? The lady... 
Morrigan? The Lady Morrigan? Morrigan. Can you the read prime... your own language? Uh, uh, is, is that Avalonian? Yes, it is. Oh, well, in that case, um, you know what? I have no excuse. Um, we <laughs> want your ship, if, if that's okay, and no. uh, we're going to are take you, uh, it. So you, okay, no, so ma- how are you going okay. to go about that? You don't, What's you your don't... plan here? We got about twice your crew well, and twice your size and probably twice your skill. So uh, what's your plan? Lay it out for me. Uh, we, we are going to... to what, uh, Arthur at this point is okay. like descending from drunk into like hungover very quickly <laughs> listening to this. And he's just going to start shooting arrows down at the captain's feet. I'm serious. I'm going to shoot. I'm going to shoot an arrow at his feet. I'm just, I'm just okay, tired, well, tired of hearing him You're talk. so drunk. You accidentally get a headshot. <laughs> so number well that's the thing is minus another die because you're not shooting at him you're shooting at his feet so whenever you aim for a specific spot cool. that's it's like aiming to shoot the pistol of somebody's hand that's so minus one die for trying to shoot a small area on a moving <laughs> ship from another moving ship and then minus another die for doing it while drunk um that's fair I, <laughs> You're about to like nail this guy in the chest. Yeah, um, I, honestly, if you mess up, I really don't care. If as if you don't embarrass me, <laughs> if you hit him in the process, I do not care. If you just so, make it look like we're a bunch of idiots, <laughs> then I will yell at you. So if you get a zero, Arthur, you're gonna headshot the guy next to him who's like minding his own business. He's like he's a stenographer. He's a scribe. He's like taking notes on what's going on. Um, if you get a one, then you're going to hit the guy next to him in the chest and uh, just deal one dramatic wound. So he'll be a quarter dead, but fine. Uh, if you can spend two raises, uh, you hit this. You hit the, the captain in the chest. Three raises. You hit them. Uh, you hit him in the knee. And uh, four raises. You go right onto the feet. All right. Um, don't forget you can always spend more or say I fail to get a hero point you can spend like three and then you know uh, yeah so Arthur is feeling pretty rough he's you know he's feeling pretty dehydrated he's been up close to the sun for a long time so he puts his his foot up against the crow's nest and he's knocking it out and he's like man I think I did it a little bit with the ale from the whale shop and he knocks it and he fires, and he hits him in the knee because he got three raises. And he's like, "Oh fuck! <laughs> ah, damn it, uh, Arthur! I'm in the middle of a conversation." I know. I was just trying to get him to shut up. Not very polite. Is your knee okay? Oh, it's totally not. I'm so good. Oh, his knees, there's no way his really knee is strong. okay. That's like super. His knee's super fucked. Q says to Sinead. It probably is. Well, you know what? It's your fault for coming up to us, firing some morning shots and all that. We're just minding our own business, and then you try to fight and take a shit. You know what? You deserve that arrow in the knee. I don't even care. Arthur, please, go back to bed. Aw, now he can't be an adventurer anymore. (laughs) No. No. Shut Um, it all down! Shut it all down! Lightning lightning is about to strike Q. Spend a hero point to not get destroyed by God. Um, no, for that no, joke. I'm not going to. Kill, kill Q, I dare you. <laughs> kill Q for no, a Skyrim joke, Brennan. And you know why I know you won't? Do you know why I know you won't? Because at some point I will be your DM. 
<laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, yeah, the nothing happens. Anyway, um, <clears throat> she called your bluff. She called your bluff. <laughs> Don't fucking so, test me. So what happened to our? What happened to our friend? Yeah, what happened? What happened to Mister yeah. Captain over there? So the captain. Uh, so the captain takes an arrow to the knee. And he cries out, and he's like, "Oh, I! What was that for? I, 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 I how am I going to walk again? This is ridiculous." You're being this annoying. This is what you oh, get. You just walk it off. You walk it off. It'll be fine. Uh, like, so Una happens to be like right up there because she heard there was battle, and she's ready to stitch you guys up. And she goes, "Rub some dirt on it." Um. And he he just like looks at you guys confused. Um, he says, "Okay, okay, how about this? Uh, we're gonna forget this happened. Okay, it it never happened at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're gonna turn around and go real fast. All right. So, well, be- we're he- also heading that you. direction. So, like, if you turn around, it'll just be like that awkward thing where you say goodbye to someone, and then you're both heading to this the the carriage lot to to find your parked carriage. Oh. Um, <laughs> so we're going this way. Um." If if you like if you're going also that way, uh it'll just be kind of an awkward thing. Um unless you want to be friends, we could be friends, but I don't know how you're feeling. You seem uh not not uh Q, I don't really want to be friends with them. Oh, okay, never mind. We don't want to you should so go he, that way. Um, We're going this way, you should he, just head that way. <laughs> the captain says, I, I would love to be friends actually. You know, no, I, I, no, here's my second mate. No. Um, my second mate's right over here. I, I am going to um, go down to the sick bay. Um, we don't really have one. I'm just pretending like we do. So I, I appear to have a better ship than I do. And uh, mm-hmm. my first mate will handle all the negotiations. I'm glad we're friends. I'm in a lot of pain. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. Cool. And uh, he limps downstairs. Um, we should get like some money from them or something. The, uh, who you would presume to be the first mate walks up, uh, you see, uh, one of the, uh, one of the most beautiful Avalonian women you have ever seen in your entire life. Um. Anyway. She, uh, is probably early 20s, and she says, oh, my apologies, sorry about him, um, we usually don't do this kind of thing much. We're not really pirates. We're just bored. Um, I'm only on the ship because I think that one's funny. And that's about it, you know? So um, if you want to be friends, I would be entirely open to it. I'd rather not. Actually, I, uh, am, I'm saying to you now that you should probably hope and pray that we forget about you. Ah, well, you know, that uh, that's exactly what my uh, ex-husband said. And if I'm going to be entirely honest, it's going to be hard to forget about me after one night. Anyway, um, <clears throat> I'm going to uh, steer, steer the ship around, and uh, I hope I get to see you guys sometime in the future, huh? You, you want to hang out? No, we don't. We'll call you. We'll call you. Just Okay, yep. You're uh, good so luck, uh, lame. On the ocean. Lame. Go away, boo. Arthur, shut up, please. <laughs> All right, we've spent too much time on this. All right, hoist the sails. We're going. We're leaving. Go. <laughs> so you guys leave, leave this the... bimbo and her like re- you know, <laughs> stupid crew behind. Um. So 
with Bimbo and the with Bimbo Himbo and the stupid crew behind you, um, you near towards Himbo uh, and Shimbo. Uh, thank you very towards... much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please don't title the episode that. Um, <laughs> Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. We have just released season four, episode 33. And um, I wanted to say thank you for waiting so very patiently for this episode. And I wanted to come on here to say that we have officially wrapped season four. Um, Kind of crazy. Um, And what that means is the very next episode is going to be the last episode of Guildfellows ever. Um, kind of crazy, insane, insane. Um, it'll be the last like regular like story episode. We're going to have a season four wrap episode, as we always do. And then we're going to have a podcast, postmortem, wrap up, whatever, whatever, whatever. So... As you're hearing this, if you're in our Discord channel, uh, our question channel will be open for both season four questions and podcast overall questions. I think we're probably going to like go season by season and just kind of reflect and see how far we've come and all this stuff. Um, but take this as the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk to all of us as a unit for the last time possibly so um yeah that's that's what we're gonna do um which also means this is gonna be my last announcement update whatever thing ever probably so um yeah I don't know that's really all I kind of have to say I'm a little behind on our social media pages so I apologize for that but um we'll we'll get there we'll catch up and um yeah next week's gonna be the very last story episode season four finale and then um i'm not a hundred percent sure when the wrap-up episodes are gonna happen they may not happen for a while simply because a lot of us are busy um and we're just kind of working around our schedule um so they might not happen for a few weeks we're gonna try to squeeze them in eventually um, we're going to try to squeeze them in quick, but if they don't happen for a minute, then they won't happen for a minute, but they'll definitely at least come out this summer. I will make sure that happens. <laughs> um, they'll come out as soon as I can wrangle everyone together. So, um, yeah, that's, that's it. I think that's all I really want to say. I don't really need to go into the regular spiel that I do because I don't know. It's. It's almost over. Um, yeah. Thank you to Arcane Anthems for the, the theme song, as always. Um, and thank you to everyone who has listened uh, thus far. And I'll we'll get into it more once those wrap-ups come out. Um, but, yeah. That's, that's what I've got. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all I've got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye.
you guys make your way back to uh, the familiar coast of Montaigne. Familiar just to cue because um, this was not the coast you guys were at last time. <clears throat> As you uh, approach it in the distance, you can see that it's some of the buildings aren't quite as tall as they used to be or don't exist. There's some... You don't the, the harbor doesn't look like it's you know still there. It's kind of harboring some injuries. You know, it's the the place looks like it's in disrepair. Mm-hmm. Um, the best way I can describe uh, the coast of Montaigne right now is if this were France and it had a French Revolution, this would look like that after the revolution. Yeah, you know, you die and then you go back home and everything goes to shit. Well, uh, it was the glue that was holding this entire country together. We were alive Um, when the country started to go to shit, but yes, I I get your point. Mm. There were things brewing. That sort of thing doesn't happen overnight. We (laughs) haven't gone for a year. Yes. (sighs) You hate to see it. Your brilliant navigator uh, has found you guys back. And by back, I mean just for Q. Back at Q's home city of Muke. Um, it doesn't quite look like it used to, Q, but you recognize it. Um, you are about uh, an hour or two away from port. <clears throat> Captain Sinead, how would you like to make your approach? Um, well, let's scope the area first. How busy is it? Does it look like we can get somewhere safely? And mostly undetected, or no? It, um, you pull out your, your, is Arthur in bed, or is Arthur in the crow's nest, right, at this point? Uh, no, Arthur didn't go to sleep. He's, he's, he's still up there, sure. Alright, um, so, Arthur, uh, you can pull out the, the spyglass you guys communally keep in the crow's nest. Um, you are able to see that there's basically nobody there. It's a ghost town, at least on the docks. All quiet from up here, Captain. Alright, then let's say we just pull right up on it. Alright, um, without any real fancy maneuver, the Lady Morgan sails right up onto the dock. Um, you find yourselves in the port city. It has been burned. Most of it has been burned. Uh, some of the shops, uh, there's remnants of them. Uh, most of it is in ruins. Um, some of the some of the monuments, the statues, they've been either toppled or it looks like they've been pulled down completely. Uh, there's nobody around the docks at all. The nearest people you can see are just dots on the horizon milling about uh, deeper into the city. Uh, every uh, every flower shop, every clothing store. Um, everything that was a place of commerce has been burned. Uh, you were, you and the crew are the only beings alive uh, in the dock. Arthur descends the crow's nest. Q, I'll, we'll, we'll follow your lead. Yeah, I just get off the boat and I start walking into town. And I follow so, 
uh, queue, you would be familiar with uh, the city's layout, even if not its current condition. Um, it, you are the lead on this uh, right now, um, now that we're on land. Where would you like to go? Um, just sort of somber walk through the city um, toward my family's estate, keeping an eye out for any other people or any bodies anywhere. Okay. Um, Arthur <clears throat> asks Q, and also you, Brennan, um, is there a particularly tall place around here, or like a hill, that we could get a better view of the city from? Yeah, the highest place in the city is over there. And, and, and I point out the highest place in the city. What does she point to, bro? Uh, What's over there? She points Probably a at the church highest, bell tower. It's yeah. the highest place in the city, the church bell tower. Um, it looks like... Um, imagine Notre Dame, but made into a 1700 fantasy world magic cathedral. So, like, Notre Dame? Yeah. And not burned um, down. And not... Uh, well... Well, maybe maybe burned oh, down. I mean, I mean not about... Too soon. <laughs> Part of my heart just broke. Hey, they'll rebuild it and it'll be cool. You know, time yeah. goes on. I, you know, it's, it, it doesn't take away my immense sadness. Anyway, God, I didn't know this episode would actually make me feel really sad. Anyway, um, so yes, Notre Dame, half burnt, is on uh, is on the highest place in the city. It is straight ahead, uh, which would be, <clears throat> from you guys' perspective, east. And um, uh, it would be to the right. So south and east um as you go deeper deeper into the city and uh, away from the ocean uh as you walk through the streets to answer your question q you see a lot of um what looks to be remnants of a murder or two bodies aren't really lying around although you do see ripped clothing you see um some blood stains all around um you see some beggars uh, speaking uh, Montaigne, asking if you could spare something. Uh, some of them look like they've been peasants their whole lives. Others looks like look like they have not um, ever been a peasant before. Um, I thought some coins their way. Oh my goodness! They they thank you and they they bless you and they they ask your name and Montaigne. It doesn't matter. I keep walking. Okay. Um, Sinead and Arthur, you don't speak the language, so you don't know what just transpired. Um, Arthur <laughs> is curious about something, though. He, like, jogs to catch up to Q. I have kind of a strange question. Um, there's nobody around here. There's no shops open. Who would those beggars normally be begging for? I don't know. Because if they would be... If there's no around, then the only other people that could be in the city are people that we haven't seen, which would be strange, because it's dead quiet. It kind of makes me feel like we're not in, as alone as we think we are. I are there similar suspicion? I think we keep our <clears> eyes peeled Arthur. and we head toward the estate. Arthur, I would like you to make a wits plus notice check. Okay. Um... So, are you sober by now? I would assume so. so yeah, a little, um, little, little groggy, but sober. Sweet. I mean, it's been, like, a few days. You know, you should be fine. Um, I've never drank all day before, so I wouldn't know how long it takes are that to wear off. Are you sober a few days later? 
<laughs> um, you roll a zero, and you're going to be convinced that you are being attacked um, by something. I will all decide what it is, but I, I doubt you're going to say I fail or spend zero raises on this. Uh, if you roll, if you spend one raise, I'm going to say that you um, you think that uh, somebody's following you. If you spend two raises, you don't see anything. You spend three, you feel like there's something that around that you could notice, but you don't know what it is. You spend four, and you notice exactly what's going on around you. And more than that, you can bank for later. I rolled a two, but I had one banked from last session, so I'll spend three. Okay. Um... <clears throat> Uh, your observations are correct. It looks like um, these people would not be able to subsist for too long if the only people in this entire area were begging and there was nobody to beg from. Uh, that is a true sentiment. You're not quite as alone as you look, but you don't know exactly what that means. Right, he's gonna, he's gonna keep to his you he's gonna keep his bow out, like a bow and an arrow. Just gonna keep gotcha. it out. Does that happen? He's going to make. Uh, is you all going to make your way through the city? Um, you start to see some of the old, uh, from the older the money, the older money estates. As you get closer and closer to the uh, center of the city, closer to Notre Dame, closer to the palace where the emperor was uh, when you had last been in Montaigne. Um, as you know from your information, MacGyvering. Uh, Turns out that the Emperor is in exile. What's there now? Who knows? Um, the nice estates that were once uh, the pinnacle of culture and the most powerful country in Alethea are almost all burned to a crisp. Uh, the stone is cracked and blackened and falling onto the streets. Um, there does not seem to be much order or much around at all. As you process through the city, you get closer and closer until you're at the base of the hill on uh, the base of the hill on which Notre Dame sits high up above the city. To your left, which would be the north, yeah, the which would be the north, there is a familiar road back up to the palace where Lempler was. I do have a question. Just a lore question. Yep. Is this like his palace mm -hmm. palace or a different palace? Because Muga um, is not the capital of Montaigne. Well, it's not like his it's not the cap like it's just a palace. Okay. Cool. Alright. <clears throat> Which direction do you decide to go? You want to climb up to the, the top of the city, or would you like to make your way onto a palace? Or the palace? A palace? Um I want to go to my family's house. Okay. Um, you are able to navigate to where your family's house is, despite the multiple, um, despite a lot of the landmarks and uh, such being burned to the crisp. Um, you find your family's house burned to the ground. There is one uh, floor left in it, and there is no ceiling. Uh, three... Uh, there's three or four walls um, still standing. Uh, everything inside of it looks like it's been looted and burned. 
Um, there's no sign of anybody inside. I'm just going to walk in. You walk in, uh, you, under your feet, crunches the remains of expensive wine bottles and, uh, which were probably turned into Molotov cocktails and thrown through your windows. Uh, you can feel the splinters of your family's beautiful door, uh, crushed beneath your feet. You see, uh, you can barely make out the rooms that you're in. You're standing in what used to be your brilliant foyer that is now, uh, an empty pit. Um, enough of the first floor's walls are still standing to where you can still kind of make out which room was where. However, they're in, within each room is just a pile of rubble. Um, each pile of rubble looks different than the one next to it. There's different things in and around there, but um, that's about it. Anything that was on uh, the second floor or higher um, probably just fell down and is in the rubble below. Just keep walking throughout the rooms of the house, grazing their fingers along the wall, thinking about memories and thinking about people and the time that passed and remembering what it used to look like. As you run your fingers along the walls of your uh, childhood home, they start to fill up with soot. Um, A very... It's a dirty soot. Um, The same kind of color that your arms have been turning whenever you uh, whenever that seems to have been happening to you all um, and your hands get dirtier and dirtier as the soot falls to the ground uh, silently. You also notice how it's really quiet that uh, not a sound is being made, not by an animal not by a person, it is deathly silent um, you find yourself as you keep going forward in what used to be the, uh, the kitchen area, uh, rather close to the dining room, um, you can find some twisted and bent uh, forks and uh, other pieces of um, and other pieces of cutlery, not the ones you eat off of because those are made of silver and have been looted, but the ones large ones made of iron uh, utensils that the, cr- the not the crew the kitchen staff would have used to cook your meals. Um, you uh, just past that area you can see where the dining room was the wall separating it has been completely fallen over and you see the dining room where you used to eat meals with your family the wooden table that was there um, it's mahogany is now ash and mostly blown away the every utensil has been looted and every plate has been cracked from heat and is shattered completely. Just walking around in silence. You find yourself next at your uh, childhood, well, about where your childhood bedroom was, um, the remains of it. It's a pile of rubble. I'm just going to sit down. You sit down. Um, you are going to get covered in ash. You, is Q okay with that? They're usually kind of image conscious. Not to not to judge a character, but... No, they don't care. Okay. Um, you sit down and get covered with ash. Uh, you can feel um, some rubble beneath you shift around uh, under your weight. 
Um, the the area around you, you can remember, um, was once a time, was was once a room filled with interesting company, of personal expression of all the things that you uh, used to enjoy. Uh, now it's dull. It's magic is gone, um, and you can see nothing but the ashes around you. Yeah. Uh, I just rub some soot between my oh. fingers. You rub the soot between your fingers. The past of uh, what's left of your past falls to the rubble below. Arthur and Sinead, what are you doing as Q walks through what used to be their family's house? Um, I'm just kind of keeping my distance from Q, but kind of trailing behind, just kind of checking everything out, making sure nothing is like super weird. Not that I would know that anything is off, but you know, you know what I mean? Arthur, uh, Arthur stayed like halfway up the drive to like the main entrance to the to the estate so he didn't actually go into like the ruins of themselves he's been keeping watch back towards like the city and trying to see if he can like see anything like moving from that direction like he's keeping a very sharp eye out um q uh while you are currently in this uh currently in this area uh i am going to say that you can find one memento of your choosing of uh, Adelaide of your childhood of your parents um, but you can dig through the rubble and uh, choose something that you want to be able to find and I will probably green light what it is uh, if you so choose to you can also just choose not to look for any trinkets from your past I think as they're sitting there and just sort of like grazing their hand through the set um their fingers trace along something smooth and uh, they pick up this small uh, about one and a half inch sort of oblong ellipse of um, it's very smooth almost like a coin but maybe a little thicker and it's just a shimmering opal it's slightly dusted with soot and dirt um, and they just sort of and of rub it against the inside of their palm and their fingers. Um, add it to your inventory. The item is now yours. You currently see no trace of where uh, your family is or where the, they might be. However, you also do not find their bodies, nor do you find any sense of um, any sense of a struggle in terms of um, blood anywhere, a limb, torn clothing. Um, from what you can tell, it looks like the building burnt down without them in it. Well, they're not here, which is better than them being dead. So, there's that. I just stay sitting in the room. Arthur, you notice a few um, <clears throat> what looks to be soldiers, except they're not dressed like the Montane soldiers you would be familiar with. They're wearing a slightly different uh, outfit. Um, it looks uh, they have uh, thin swords and 
rather short looking muskets and they're marching up and down uh, the street. They look at you all, or well, they look at you specifically, aren't they? Find it a little bit curious to see you hanging around a burnt down empty estate that has been long since abandoned. Um, and then they decide to keep walking. It's not worth their time to stop. Would you do anything? Um, he waits for them to like walk on a bit past him, and then he goes back inside to find uh, Q and Sinead. You find uh, you find them both as we've described thus far in the narrative. Several uh, soldiers just passed, although they're not Montaigne official soldiers. They look like civilian militia. Hmm. Did they did they see you? They did, but I don't think that they paid much mind. They just uh, they just walked past. He was just lost in thought. In the silence of uh, the mon- the ruins of the house of uh, of Alay and uh, the ash that is beneath your feet, uh, we can see the city. It is becoming a little bit darker as the sun begins to set. A few more civilian militia you can see through the many gaps in the walls, uh, moving back and forth, uh, taking up a night watch. The evening in Montaigne post-revolution is not something that you are familiar with, but it's something that you will soon face. Q, um, you have your memento, and that is uh, all you have left of your past. And that's where we're going to end the session! Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.